Right before we started, I came to the realization that since we've come back from our little break, we have not had an episode where it's been me, Matt, Tabitha, and Lydia. It's either been me and Lydia or me, Matt, and Tabitha. So, my question for you two, why are you beefing with Lydia? Tabitha, you beef with everybody. I want to start with you. <laughs> you know who I don't beef with, though? Lydia. So, like, I feel like if Lydia and I had beef, it would be, like, a uh, impossible whopper. Like, beef, like, fake beef. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know, man. I've never beefed with Lydia. I don't even have, like, a fake beef to come up with. See, I'm pretty sure you guys are still a little mad that she won the uh, cosplay competition that we came up with at C2E2 last year. I think you guys are still just, like, a little bit perturbed about it. I don't even remember that. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what they all say. <laughs> Matt, why are you beefing with Lydia? Um I I I don't I don't know. Because she's not going with to C2E2 to be able to do the karaoke. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. a good reason. I don't have anybody yeah. to yell at to go do karaoke. Right. Yeah, we can't hound her for the entire weekend about signing up for karaoke if she's not there. Yeah, good point. Good mm. point. Get me drunk enough. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, Lydia, and Ticket. So speaking of cons, uh, we're going to talk about C2E2 shortly, but um, not Seth and I did recently go to Fan Expo Chicago. Um, it was held July 7th through the 10th. Yes. Hey, I didn't even need my calendar for that. <laughs> um, we were only up there for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We couldn't come up on Thursday. Uh, but as always, it was a fun time. We had... We had a wish list for interviews. Um, our wish list didn't quite pan out the way that we wanted to, but we were still able to get some really good interviews. Uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, uh, they will all be up on our YouTube page. So check that out. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the interviews that we did, uh, well, the, the interview that I was most excited about was Karen Ashley from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like, I didn't even do that interview for me as an interviewer for a podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did that strictly for Baby Mitch. And <laughs> Baby Mitch is way jealous of me right now. As well he should be. Um, but Karen was uh, amazing. Like, I talked to her because I got her autograph before I even asked about doing the interview. And, uh, like, we talked for, like, 10 minutes before i was even like hey i want to give you money um it was just like it was just like talk with an old friend you know it was it was it was amazing um and then the interview itself i mean and this isn't just me saying this again because of the whole power rangers fanboy but honestly that's probably one of my more favorite interviews that we've done over the years um another interview that we did so earlier on in the day um uh, jerry who runs like 
who kind of is the press handler, I guess you could say. Uh, that's not his official title. That's just what I'm going with right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, earlier in the day, you know, he took all the all the press to you know any any of the celebrities who were available uh, to interview. And at that time, the only people available were not Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, but like the other people from Clerks who were there. All right. Never seen Clerks. Was 100% not prepared for any of that kind of interview. (laughs) And so I, you know, politely told Jerry, I was like, hey, look, man, you know, like if we, uh, this is not going to be a good interview because we're not ready. So, you know, he had already said that we would meet back up later in the afternoon, try again. So that's what we did. So later in the afternoon, we go we go again. And at this point, there are only a couple of um, voice actors who are available. Um, mostly known for video games. Uh, David Hayter was one of them. And then the other one, um, she has voiced Zelda. I cannot remember her name. Um, but I was like, again... <laughs> not not prepared not prepared <laughs> but i couldn't say that twice you know so there were two other guys who also was going to interview david Hayter. they went first and so here i am like trying my best to come up with at least like two or three interview questions because with especially with these bigger ones like they need to be short they need to be like two three minutes tops you know um and so i came up with like three thank you God, that David Hayter likes to talk because I only had to get two of them in. But still, it was like, it's a decent interview. So I had did those. I did a couple other ones. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I just great time. Uh, bought too much stuff like I do. Um, but with Fan Expo over, uh, now we are turning our attention to C2E2. Um, more of us will be up here. Actually, the three of us as well as not Seth, as well as our unpaid intern, emphasis on the unpaid, <laughs> uh, Ella. <laughs> so C2E2 is August 5th through the 7th at McCormick Place in Chicago. Uh, guests announced so far include Billy D. Williams, Michael Rooker, Sean Biggerstaff, uh, Steve Agee, 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 you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Hickman, Mike Del Mundo, and uh, Mike Huddleston. Hickman, Del Mundo, um, and Huddleston, as well as Nick Spencer, are going to be part of a VIP event on Saturday, August 6th, uh, for the new book, Three Worlds, Three Moons. Uh, it's going to sound real familiar here in a minute when we get to the pool list. The fireside chat style event will be at 7 and requires a separate ticket, and that ticket will also include three signatures per creator. As well as a selfie with the creative team. Um, there are two ticket tiers for that. Uh, one's like 125 and then one's like two something. Which like, yeah, that's pricey. <laughs> but to get like three, three autographs from Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. You know, a- as well as, you know, like as well as the others and as well as like a selfie with all of them. Like, okay. Like, I'm not going to spend that money. But I don't fault anyone who would. I mean, compared to prices that some of these celebrities pay for autographs and for pictures at these cons, that's actually a really good deal. Yeah, it really is. Um, what are you guys looking forward to for C2E2 so far? I know it's like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's a month away, but like it's a month away. <laughs> it's not even a month away. Anymore. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's two like and a, a half weeks. Yeah. Like, it, like I got into like panic mode. I don't know if you guys can tell by the group chat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
had like Monday rolled around and like I got a notification that's like C2E2 in three weeks and I, on my calendar at work and I was like, oh my God, freak out, find out everything, do it all right now. We have not prepared anything. No. So like I went into like crisis mode. Yeah. Which is where I function best. So you're all very welcome. Um, I am excited about the things I'm always excited about. I love... Hey, I love people watching. You guys know it's my bread and butter. Like that sociology major <laughs> is, you know, winning for itself when I go to these things. I like to walk around. I like to see the cosplayers. I like to see the creativity of the cosplayers. And I also like to walk around just to the vendors and see what creative stuff people have come up with. There's mm-hmm. no end to the things and the ideas that people can put nerdy quotes and merchandise together. And it just always blows my mind because I'm not a creative person at all. So I'm looking forward to that. I would be looking forward to uh, Mitch getting his tattoo done. But that was last year. And that was probably my favorite part of C2E2 last year. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. It was the part where you almost made it. Um- <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what do you look forward to for C2E2? <laughs> Um, jerk. <laughs> so I, I think pretty much as always, um, it's it's Artist Alley, and I have looked over the list of comic book artists and writers that are going to be there, and I swear to God, this time I'm actually going to prepare, and I'm going to take a couple of comics to actually have them sign. Like maybe partially because we just moved. So I went through a whole bunch of my comics and I kind of remember some of the stuff that I actually have sitting there and realizing that guys like Nick Spencer are going to be at C2E2. And I have that issue of Captain America where he says, hail Hydra. And I'm like, that would be so cool to have him sign. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and remember that, you know, like things like that. So I'm excited for my own maybe subpar preparation. We'll see if that happens. I don't know. Like life has been super busy for all of us this year. So I don't know that we've been super as in tuned with all of the nerd stuff as we usually are, um, which makes me intrigued to see who the most popular cosplays are this year. Like, I think every year we have a pretty good idea this year. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't really know what to expect to see a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm kind of I'm excited to see what that turns out to be. Yeah. If I don't see some small Leia's, oh my god, right? I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> That's fair. So I feel like every other con that we've been to, like we don't even make it officially onto the con floor before we see at least five Harley Quinns. <laughs> at least. <laughs> It was like four or five hours into day one before I saw my first Harley Quinn. What? Yeah. And I don't know if maybe it was one of those things where it's just like, I'm just numb to it, you know, by now, <laughs> which is possible. But like, but yeah, I didn't, I, I hardly saw any. Huh. It was very weird. That is really strange. Yeah. Um. Somehow I don't think we're going to get that lucky. No, no, no not at all. Speaking of... um. Every year at every con, and even like this year at Fan Expo, I texted you guys a couple of times, uh, we talk about a potential game. And Tabitha, you said something in a a group chat earlier this week um, about making that game a reality. Do you want to share your your ideas? 
Um, well, they're in the very beginning planning stages because basically I'm trying to figure out a way to not make us die. I'd, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, but I'm also trying to figure out a way for us to cohesively count the Harleys because I know that in previous years we've probably duplicated because we all tend to kind of fan out and go our own way for a little while. <laughs> Divide and conquer. I'm glad Sorry. you did that because I was doing it in my head. Um, <laughs> but I, uh... I'm trying to figure out a better way to do it, and I kind of think that it might be a. We might need to make it a challenge game. So not only do we have to just spot them, but we have to complete a challenge. I am I'm working on what that will be. Oh, okay. But it's going to be interactive. Hmm. Using yeah. my preschool teacher brain. So. <laughs> you all know I don't like interacting with people. I you don't might know. not have to interact with people. It's there's it's going to be like a. Think of it like bingo. Okay, and you have to like mark things off. Does that make sense? We're making the sense. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm interested. You should be. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I how got we, this. How are we gonna make this drinking though? It's in the planning stages. Okay. You have to have found. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna empty it's it okay. out there. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready? Okay. All right. Picture it. Sicily, 1912. <laughs> there's, there's a bingo board. Right, 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 right. You got it. Uh-huh. And there's going to be different kinds of Harleys. Okay. And we each get our own digital because I'm not a monster and I don't want you to have to carry around a piece of paper that you're going to drop. Bingo board, which I'm working on. And you will go click and you will mark off your bingo. Okay. The people who do not bingo have to take that many shots for what's left on their thing for the night. Oh. For the night. So are we doing this daily? Yeah. Well, because we've always said that if we do it all at once, we are we'll all going to end up dying. Okay. So I feel like if we spread the hangover over three days, we'll be we'll be a lot better off. Well, I'm just saying, like Sunday, I don't really think that you know, especially who's driving us home should really. Well, his hangover will wear off by then. He'll be fine. I'm saying we shouldn't probably take shots on Sunday. Night. Oh no, no Sunday. <laughs> Sunday will be like a freebie day. It'll just okay. be Friday and Saturday. Just Friday. And Saturday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not taking. We're not going to take shots on Sunday because take I, shots the following Thursday. No, because then I got I got a function on Friday. <laughs> like a real human, but yeah, there's it's going to be a digital bingo board with different types of Harleys that we've seen over the years, okay. and if you don't bingo. Or you don't mark off one of your boxes, however many boxes that you have left, at the end of the day, you have to take shots. Okay. Because this is also a way for us not to die. Because previously, I was like, oh, we'll just take drinks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then it was going to be like, not enough drinks. Right. Right. So, since we'll be in Chicago. We will not be drinking Malort. I was just going to say, I was going to (laughs) say, hypothetically, let's say I have four open spots on my bingo card. Can one shot of Malort count as two shots? Ergo, I only need to take two shots of Malort? Why would you take more than one shot of Malort? A shot of Malort only counts for a half a shot. (laughs) Because it shouldn't exist. (laughs) All right. Let's get into the pull list. (laughs) And like I said, this was going to sound familiar because the first book that we're talking about is Three Worlds, Three Moons Foundations. So... Three Worlds, Three Moons. It's from the uh, creative team of Jonathan Hickman, Mike Del Mundo, and Mike uh, Huddleston. So it's a concept universe. So basically what that means is that it's built collaboratively in real time uh, with the help not only of those three guys, but also with the help of other comic creators as well as uh, fans who subscribe to the Three Worlds, Three Moons uh, Substack newsletter. 
So, uh, Foundations is the first full-length comic in this universe. Dr. Taho Valar is uh, from the planet uh, Thera, and his crew are on a, he and his crew are on a discovery mission and discover more than they bargained for. Um, Tabitha, what'd you think? Oh, okay. So, I really liked the art on the first couple of pages of this. It was, like, kind of blocky and futuristic, but it still had this kind of, like, faded, like, this faded kind of coloring to it, which was really cool and really neat. But you guys know me. When something has too many things happening in a small space of time, I tend to get a little overwhelmed, especially if there's a lot of art happening. So there was almost too much going on in this for me to be able to follow it. I couldn't really figure out what anybody was talking about because they did that thing where you kind of just got dropped into a brand new world and brand new concepts and brand new like belief system like very abruptly i really 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 liked the idea and had this been like a a graphic novel like where like a large scope of things could have happened in one spot this probably would have been something i really enjoyed but because it was such a short snippet i had by the end of this i had literally no idea what was going on so it's just that never works for me this was no surprise that it didn't as well Um, I agree with you. I love the concept of this. Um, And not only just the concept of like the comic in general, but like also like the concept of the making of the comic, you know, Um, story wise. Again, I agree with you, Tapitha. Like, I don't know 100% what's going on. Um, And in fact, like, you know, like, so I read this last night and then I was making my notes at work today. Sorry, boss. Um, (laughs) And uh, like, I had to I had to go back and kind of like be like okay well what happened and like I may has what well, I may has well <laughs> I may have well um, reread the whole thing you know it was kind of like that um, but you know like at its core it it's looks to be you know a story about family and that you know I'm I'm interested in this kind of like weird take on it you know I I don't want to get into too many like spoiler territory or anything like that but. It's it's almost like Swiss Family Robinson, but not, you know, like, not Swiss Family Robinson, but Lost in Space still. Yeah. Um, but not the entire family. It's like, not Danger Will Robinson, it's like Danger Dad Robinson, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, art-wise, like, the art will literally melt your face off. Um, <laughs> Puns. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought the art was stunning. It's creative, it's ambitious, and yeah, like there there are a couple, especially like in the very beginning, like it's just oh my god, like there's this one where it's like the kid, like and he's wearing his helmet and he's just like staring off into space or whatever, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, can I get that on like several t-shirts, please? Thanks, you know. <laughs> um, our next book, Archer and Armstrong Forever Number Three, it's out now from Valiant Entertainment, uh, written by Steve Fox with art by. Uh, Marcia Fiorito. So Archer and Armstrong's quest to get Armstrong immortal again leads them to Norway where they meet Frigg. But is she Frigg? I mean, friend or foe? Careful. You don't want to break it. It'd be worth it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I need at the very least a one shot centered around the troll Frigg. Um, Also, like Maul, which is like the, the main villain, like an oddly interesting villain. Um, he, in this book, he was, 
eating jerky and getting more powerful because of said jerky. Yeah. Um, and also, like, he's just really a creepy looking villain, and I'm kind of here for it. Um, this issue, it also, like, it had a lot of callbacks to previous storylines, story arcs, which, like, it wasn't, like, so much of a callback to where, like, you would get lost or confused mm-hmm. if you're new mm-hmm. to Archer and Armstrong. But it would just kind of be, like, one of those things where just, like, you, you just do- know it's, like, oh, okay, that's something that happened before, you know. But it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this story. I'm enjoying, like, the links that Archer is going to save his friend. Uh, yeah, I... I I feel like I say this every month, but like I can't say enough good things about this book. Uh, last book is Barbaric, The Harvest Blades, also out now from Vault Comics, written by Michael Morrissey with art by Robert Wilson IV. So in this one shot, Owen and his trusty axe are forced to help uh, Carmody with, uh, to stop devil bats from attacking Dosimel. So we've read Barbaric before, and I remember liking Barbaric. But, like, I forgot how delightfully bizarre this comic book is. Um, obviously, I mean, one of the main characters is an axe that craves and gets drunk off of blood. So, like, this book, totally not for kids. Um, but, you know, I, I liked getting, at the very beginning, you got this taste of Owen's life before, you know, he got this curse, before he got axe. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. Um, also, like, I would love to see more of this other character. She's a thief. Uh, her name is, uh, Lacandra. She's, like, just like, you a badass bitch. I'm here for it. <laughs> Tabitha, what'd you think? So I started reading this, and, like, we all know how my memory is garbage, right? And I'm like, man, this, this is familiar. Have I read this before? I'm like, but it's, like, a different story, but it's, like, the same people. And then I'm like, we've read a, we've read something with, like, a sassy axe in it. And I'm like, surely this isn't the same. I got to the end of this before I was like, <laughs> it is the same thing. So it's funny. It's a little gruff, but it's entertaining. I I want an axe. I think I need one. I think I deserve one. You do not need one. <sighs> Why? Because. That's not fair. Um, <laughs> and I think I said this before when we talked about this, but this, the art in this is like, very Saga-esque mm-hmm. with like the coloring, mm-hmm. but like if Saga was a vintage story <laughs> instead of a futuristic story, and I really enjoy that. Um, I just, I, I liked it. I was entertained. I had a couple of out loud chuckles. And again, even though Mitch won't let me, I think I need an axe. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you, you're a grown adult. You do you. But yeah, it scares me though. No, that's, <laughs> that's fair. It scares you. I'm just saying that- <laughs> That axe is going to turn to a shame axe. So, like, <laughs> who's going to lose the most limbs first? Oh. You. Yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> no, no choice. So, uh, let's move on to trailer takedown. And we have four movies tonight. Um, we had five. I had to cut one. And y'all don't know how difficult it was to cut. Um, the, the movie that I ended up cutting was uh, Amsterdam. Did you guys end up watching the trailer for it? No. Okay. It's it's interesting. I'm not going to get into it because it's not on Trailer Takedown. But anyway, uh, first round is Monsters versus Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, Tabitha, I want to start with you because I know how much you feel about Monsters. Guys, 
Rob Zombie dropped this trailer on his Instagram as Rob Zombie does things. He's just like, let me just put this on my socials. Like, I'm not actually going to drop a trailer. I'm just going to stick this on my social media. Um, we've been talking about this over and over and over for months now. I adore the kitsch of this trailer. It's campy and it's fun and it's beautiful. And I truly cannot wait to see how this plays out. It shows the beginning of Herman and Lily's relationship and their move into 1313 Mockingbird Lane, which is like filling all of my prequel dreams <laughs> and my backstory dreams. And we also now know that uh, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark herself, is going to be playing their next door neighbor, Barbara who is a nice, normal real estate agent. So I can't wait to see how that <laughs> hey, plays That was out. Elvira? Yeah. yeah. I need to go back and rewatch yeah, this. Yeah, that's Elvira. It's coming out in September, and every time I see more things for this, I get more excited. Rob Zombie's humor that he even sticks in his horror movies is just my jam. He is my humor. He is that same super smart, scruffy, kitschy humor, and I'm, I'm stoked. Um... Bodies, bodies, bodies. It it had me for like two seconds because sometimes A24, I'm like, okay, A24. And then freaking Pete Davidson showed up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know what? Never mind. Um, this doesn't even... This, this looks like it belongs on ABC Family After Dark. Like, I don't want to watch this. This looks awful. Like, it looks campy in like a bad way, like in a B movie. Watching in a drive in and laugh about it the whole time kind of way um so as far as my points go i'm giving literally all of them to monsters and pete davidson gets nothing <laughs> which is what he deserves someone's team kanye <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. so um I was kind of opposite with you with bodies 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 um at first like at, at the very beginning i was like you know, it, it's an A24 movie. I knew that from going into it. So I was like, okay, I, I'm already like kind of intrigued. And at first I was like, okay, this is going to just kind of be like just a, it didn't even give a horror vibe in like the first 30 seconds, you know? Mm. Um, and then like, I am a Pete Davidson fanboy. Not really a fanboy, but I do like Pete Davidson. On purpose? A little bit. <laughs> I like his, I like his brand of humor. But it was that weird. It was weird to see him without tattoos. Did he not have tattoos? I don't think he had tattoos. That's a lot of makeup. Yeah, I know, right? I didn't, I didn't pay that much attention. He always just looks like he needs a bottle of water and a hug. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but or like, zucchini bread. <laughs> it's zucchini bread. <laughs> but then, like, once we. Found out that it was kind of a horror movie, which I mean, with the name like Bodies, 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 I kind of expected it to be. But like, I was like, okay, now I'm like kind of detracted. But then it's like a funny horror movie. And then see, with you giving it a like a B movie vibe, vibe that scores points for me. So I I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty interested in this uh, with the monsters. I don't know what I was expecting and I didn't dislike the trailer, but like the, so the teaser trailer that we got, I was a hundred percent in for with this one kind of seeing like more of the movie. I was just, I don't know. It just, it didn't give me that same feel. Um, I'm still, I'm still intrigued. I will still probably see this, but I want another trailer to kind of, you know, 
pull me back in. So I am giving Monsters four points and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies gets six points. That's two points per body. Um, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't so sure what we were going to get with the Monsters and Rob Zombie. To be completely honest, I was a little, I was a little thinking that this was going to be, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, another horror director. He did, he did that kids movie, which was, um, the house with a clock in its walls. Oh, Eli Roth. Roth? Yeah. Yeah. So Eli Roth did this kids movie and needless to say, I watched this with the kids, um, my youngest didn't make it all the way through, and I completely understand why. Um, so that's kind of what I thought we were going to get with the monsters was something that was supposed to be kind of kiddish friendly, but then it was going to have the House of a Thousand Corpses like thrown into it. Th- that's not what we're getting at all. This is a hundred percent his love of this show growing up. It's a tribute. It's an homage. I watched enough monsters that watching the guy that's playing Herman Munster laugh just like the old show mouth wide open like head back huge bonus points because he just nails that exactly as it was in the show huge points for like making me reminisce um bodies 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 yes a24 kind of intrigued Definitely lost points for Pete Davidson because I'm just over him. Just done with seeing him all over the place. Um, This felt like A24 trying to do Scream but gory. Like gorier. And I'm still kind of at a loss for the whole horror comedy genre. Like I know that it's a thing and I've seen a few like Shaun of the Dead gold um but i just don't know that this one floats that boat for me um so i'm gonna go seven points for monsters and three points for one for each body <laughs> so with a score of 21 to 9 the bodies hit the floor and the monsters <laughs> move on <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 You know what? You know what? Nothing wrong with me. So You got one shame for each body, so you just obtained Three shapes. Your fifth shame of the night. (laughs) Fifth? Yeah, you said something stupid before we started the podcast. Yeah, that's four. Where's the other one? And then I just gave you one while ago. I don't remember what you said. Okay. that That's fair. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the monsters will meet the winner of Luck versus Rings of Power. Uh, the Rings of Power trailer, which, I mean, obviously, by the time you guys listen to this, um, the Rings of Power trailer will have been out for a few days now. But when we were recording this, Rings of Power, uh, the trailer dropped today. Um, Matt, let's start with you. Um. So, as far as Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, I'm still concerned that they are going too broad with the story. They're going to try and do too many things, cover too many aspects. 
too many elves, too many dwarves, too many hobbits, too many humans. I feel like it's just going to spread too far. Um, that said, this story does, this trailer did grab my attention. It makes me want to sit down on September 2nd and at least watch the first episode to see how this is going to go. And these visuals are absolutely stunning. Like, they have nailed the world of Tolkien and the visuals that came through with Lord of the Rings movies. Um, the stylistically, they just, everything seems to fit. Luck, it's cute. It looks funny. It kind of reminds me of, what was it, Wish Dragon? Kind of reminds me a little bit of that. Maybe that's because there is like a pink Asian-inspired dragon later in the trailer. Um, I don't know. It's fun because we all know that we've had those days where you feel like everything is going wrong and you like, you know, your toast lands jam side down and you break dishes and you trip over things. And it's a traffic jam when you're already late. It's a no smoking sign on your cigarette break. 10,000 spoons and all you need is a knife. I'm sorry. Continue on, Alanis. I mean that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know where I was going with this anymore. I'm really sad that you didn't end that moan with, it's like Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Wish looks cute, but I don't know that I would go out of my way to watch this. You've called it the wrong name like three times, so I'm just going to say Oh, luck. Yeah. See, that's how that's how enthralled I am with this movie. I keep thinking Wish Dragon. I do. I just keep relating yeah. it to that because art style and everything just harkens back to that. Um, I'm going to go two points for what should be called luck or what should be called Wish. Now I get it right. Oh, God. Um, and eight points for Lord of the Rings, which is one short of how many rings there actually were. So you guys know that I think it was a commercial, but it became like a meme where it's like, there's this guy and he's got like two different cars and one's like, like a super big sports car. The other one's just kind of like, you know, like a regular economy car, you know, whatever. And the guy's like, you know, yeah, this is wonderful, but I like this. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. That's how I am with these two movies. (laughs) Because you're right, Matt. The trailer for Rings of Power is stunning. The visuals and the sets, oh my freaking lord uh, of the rings. rings, (laughs) (laughs) It's wonderful, you know? Um, The acting that we get in the trailer, like, it's, I can tell that, like, it's going to be, you know, really good for fans of Lord of the Rings. Mm. I laughed out loud multiple times. For the luck trailer <laughs> i adored that trailer <laughs> um i was like i don't even remember the the main character's name but like i was like yeah i i feel real seen right now like <laughs> they they may as well have named that character mitch lad um but yeah like no it just like it seems really fun it seems like it's an interesting you know kind of concept you know um yeah like i just i ended that trailer like with a big old smile on my face. So I'm giving seven points to luck and three to rings of power. Tabitha. So while I am nervous and apprehensive about all the same things that Matt is worried about with rings of power, them trying to do too much, them trying to cram too much in there, I thought the same thing 
with the Wheel of Time trailers. Mm. And they knocked that <clears throat> out of the park. Like, I trust Amazon to take a wide scope book, universe, whatever, and make it make sense and also still have those beautiful visuals because they did it with Wheel of Time. Mm. Like, true. Other than the things that they kind of steered from, from the book series that were a little unnecessary and like the things that they missed out on that I wish were in there. That was incredible. Like it was bingeable. It was watchable. It was heartbreaking. It was great. And it was beautiful. And the Lord of the nope, rings of power trailer is kind of the same for me. Like it's giving me like, like I catch my breath, like watching those scenes because it's, it's bringing all of those feelings back. Like, even just like originally reading Lord of the Rings. And if Peter Jackson can break a Hobbit book into three movies and an epic <laughs> fantasy trilogy into three movies, I trust Amazon to do a better job. And hopefully nobody trips acid. It's all my, that's really all I'm looking for in this. Um, with Luck, um, whatever her name was, I can't remember, but I feel her because some days I am my pants catching on a doorknob away from just ending it all. <laughs> so i i get it um i'm a little concerned about the representation in this movie because there was a couple of things that made me feel a little little uncomfy um which we're not gonna talk about on there but um it would be interesting to sit down and watch but it would be something i would want to watch prior to letting children watch it um but i'm going to give rings of power um, seven points, and I'm going to give Luck three points for the three leaves on my very unlucky clover. <laughs> <laughs> so with a score of 18 to 11, uh, Rings of Power move on. Or Rings of Power moves on. Yeah. There we go. The, <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so in the finals, we have mm-hmm. the Monsters versus Rings of Power. Um, I'm going to start of these two I am most likely to see Munsters uh, because I still need to finish, you know, the other two original Lord of the Rings movies and then, you know, all 17 Hobbit movies, three Hobbit movies, 26. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So I need to do like all that before getting to Rings of Power. But like I mentioned earlier, that trailer is stunning. Mm -hmm. So... Even though I'm more likely to see Monsters, Rings of Power is getting more points. Um, Rings of Power gets six points. Monsters gets four. Um, Matt. Um, I am really torn on this. Um, I, I, I'm i just going to go split down the middle. Five Natalie and five. Brulia? Yep. I was like, he did Atlantis <laughs> last time. Now we're channeling Natalie and Brulia. <laughs> Can we get Jewel next? <laughs> These hands are small. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tabitha, where are your points? Um, I'm going to give seven to the monsters. Just This is something that the second I heard about it, I've been excited for it. And every time I see something more, I just get more excited about it. I'm giving the remainder of my points, my other three, two rings of power. Not because... It feels like a like a three point trailer, but because it was up against something, I'm way more excited for. 
So this was very close, but with a score of 16 to 14, Monsters wins this week's trailer takedown. So, all right. Um, whew, we're we're, we're going to try to get these, these, uh, these next stories done in about 20 minutes. We'll see. But it's time for gut reaction. Oof. Gut reaction. And I almost said, it's time for Geek Awakens. I'm like, that's the name of the show, you dumbass. <laughs> Geek awareness. <laughs> well, it's okay. Uh, the person I'm working with to design our new business cards keeps calling us the Greek Awakens. And I'm like, please do not put that on our business cards. It's going to be very confusing. <laughs> yeah. My big fat geek wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie. I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... We're starting off uh, gut reaction this week with something that I heard about yesterday, and I am like so excited about this, guys. <laughs> Hasbro has announced a line of selfie series action figures. So, these the six-inch figures uh, will be available this fall exclusively through the Hasbro Pulse app, uh, and they're $60 each, but the app will scan your face and put your head on one of many action figures that are licensed by Hasbro, including, but not limited to, The Mandalorian, Princess Leia, Snake Eyes, you can be a Ghostbuster, you can be either the red or pink Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, Spider-Man, Black Widow, y'all. I'm giving this a very big thumbs up. Hasbro Pulse is getting at least $120 of my money this fall. <laughs> um, I'll let you guess which which ones I'm going to be. But um, but yeah, this sounds amazing. I am 1 million percent here for it, Tabitha. No. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be Princess Leia. No, I want Princess Leia to be Princess Leia. You don't want to be Snake Eyes. No. I don't know. It's 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 weird for me because it's like it's one of those like reverse idol things. Like, am I putting my face? On, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I can't. I don't know that I can get behind this. It also kind of just makes me uncomfy. I don't want my head floating around. I, I don't know, what if somebody steals my soul and creates a voodoo doll with that thing? I'm just saying. <laughs> so many options. But if my voodoo doll is me in the form of the Red Power Ranger. Okay, do what you want. <laughs> but you're that size. What are you going to do? What you going to do? You little. He comes with a little sword. You going to stab people's toes? Yeah. <laughs> you a toothpick. Dink. <laughs> Kick. Blink. <laughs> That's your Power Ranger flailing through the air. Um, I'm giving this a thumb sideways. And the only reason I'm giving it a thumb sideways is because you are... Very obviously very excited about it. And some days I do hate to shit on your dreams. Oh. So, <laughs> And other days you just hate me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Matt. Um, so $60 is a lot per figure. Um, but it has your face on it. Right. So I get that. And with the advent of digital printing, and I know that you can, like, we can go to a con and you can have an... 3D action figure made of yourself at a con and it's probably going to be more than $60 and these are classic characters um, this is not for me but this is one of those things yes I Mitch you are 
head over heels for this, so I'm going to go thumbs up on your behalf. The hubris in this room is thick. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are my friends. That's nice. That's nice. We are sometimes. <laughs> Matt, let's talk about Elden Ring. Um, so Elden Ring came out a while back, and one of the hardest bosses in the game so hard that like thousands upon thousands of people could not beat this boss. Um, one particular player, um, the real person is uh, Klein Suboy. Um, his character name is Let Me Solo Her. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> he beats this boss with a sword, a pot on his head, and a loincloth, like for his character. So basically no armor and one sword. Um, he has killed this boss. He wants, runs around and helps other players kill this boss because he can just do this so flawlessly. Um, Bandai Namco, the publisher, has recognized his achievement and sent him an actual official swag box, um, a personal thank you note, and a real-life sword. So he went from a game legend to like an actual legend from the from the game company. Um, I I just it's incredible. Like it's a full length sword. The box that this came in is absolutely just gorgeous. It's like like burgundy velvet, and all of this stuff is inset in the box. Um, I I don't know. Like it's. It's crazy that he's been able to do this, figure out how to do this and help people anyways, but to then be recognized by the game company, which is not something that really ever happens. Um, I'm going to go thumbs up. I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's cool. Yeah, this is really cool. Um, I'm glad that uh, Let Me Solo Her uh, got a real sword and not a real loincloth, um, <laughs> but still really cool. Tabitha. I'm so uncomfortable, and I'm made all the more uncomfortable by the fact that Mitch just said loincloth. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go thumbs up. Good for good for you with your bad tacky name. <laughs> Let me solo her wearing a loincloth, playing Xbox on one of those Sonic controllers. Die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Before I do that, can we talk about Dr. Jane Goodall? We can, actually. So, on Tuesday, uh, just ahead of World Chimpanzee Day, if you guys didn't know that was a thing, Mattel released a new doll modeled, modeled after Dr. Jane Goodall. The doll is made of 90% recycled plastic that otherwise would have been bound for the ocean. She is 88 years old now and said that she is delighted to see herself as a Barbie in hopes that her, do her doll will inspire children everywhere. Each doll will come with binoculars, a field notebook, and a little mini David Greybeard, who was the first male chimpanzee that she named and befriended in, Taz in Tanzania. Mattel is also entering a global partnership with the Jane Goodall Institute and its Global Youth Roots and Shoots program. According to its website, the program allows children to feel empowered to use their voice and actions to make compassionate decisions, influencing and leading change in their communities. Mattel is also making efforts to achieve 100% recycled, recyclable, or bioplastic materials in all of their products and packaging by 2030. Nice. This is a great way to start that campaign. Um, 
I have had like deep love in my heart for Dr. Jane Goodall since I was a child and watched some PBS special about her. So this is incredible to me. I love this series that Mattel is coming out with, with these empowering women. Um, and the fact that this comes with David Greybeard makes my heart even more happy. Like I kind of want one just to get the little mini David Greybeard. Um, <clears throat> I'm giving it a giant thumbs up, obviously. And if you guys get a second to pull up the interview with Jane Goodall, where they're talking to her about this, she literally just has tears in her eyes talking about how she feels like she's inspiring another generation at the end of her life. And it's it's incredible. It's super moving. So thumbs up. Matt. I think this is fantastic. Um, I, I don't know why, but I didn't know a whole lot about Jane Goodall growing up. Um, I actually learned more in the last couple of years after my oldest read um, a book and essentially realized after reading the book that she was still alive (laughs) and was like so enthralled for about two weeks with like what she did and what she'd done and the fact that she was still doing stuff. And this is just another opportunity to introduce more people to the incredible things that she's done. So huge thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, Absolute thumbs up. Um, This is amazing. Um, and not to be crass, but like I could have sworn that she had passed away like a few years ago. I thought it's the same, honestly. Yeah. Like there was a minute where I was like, "Is she still alive?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that quote that you said, like towards the end about her, like inspiring another generation mm-hmm. at the end of her life, like, "Oh my God, don't make me cry on air." Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is wonderful. Absolute thumbs up. So. Yasmin Finney, uh, who is one of the breakout stars of Netflix's Heartstopper, has been cast as Rose for Doctor Who's 60th anniversary special, starring alongside David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Uh, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but that has been... Um, that's common knowledge. Like we, We've known about this. So, uh, Finney is the first trans actress in a lead role in Doctor Who's history. <clears throat> uh, she has also confirmed that her character, Rose... Uh, will also be trans. And during London's Trans Pride March, she sp- uh, spoke about how important trans rep- representation is for a show as popular as Doctor Who. Uh, absolute thumbs up. Um, I devoured Heartstopper when it came out, and Yasmin Finney is a big reason why. Um, she's a great actress. Um, I'm not shocked at all by this news. Like, I just kind of assumed that her character Rose would also be trans. Um, not that not that Rose had to be because she's being played by a trans actress, mm-hmm. but just just because of how like for representation's sake, you know what I mean. Um, so I wasn't at all shocked by that, but still, like it's really cool that like they they are embracing it. So Tabitha, yeah, giant thumbs up for this, Matt. Yeah, I I know that there had been some discussion about. Doctor Who and the characters and the representation previous to about the last three or four years. And all of a sudden, the entire franchise has taken just an incredible, amazing leap forward and done all of those things being so inclusive so flawlessly. And this is just one more step in that direction and huge thumbs up for for doing for doing that. Uh, Matt, let's talk about God of War Ragnarok. Um, so my brother-in-law actually sent me a text the other day and said, all super excited that we had a release date for the next God of War, uh, PlayStation game. And then immediately goes, you're not going to believe this pre-order bundle. I'm like, all right, so I got to go look. So I find it. And as usual, 
they're doing their standard edition, which is the game for like 60 or 70 bucks. But they are have this insane pre-order bundle, which is I don't even know what the price on this thing is. It's insane. But it comes with an actual like kind of like Mjolnir, like a giant hammer as part of this this pre-order bundle. Um, it's got a pin set, a cloth bag, um, a dice set that shows up in the game. Um, so you get like a, like a mock set, you know, to play with. Yeah. And then Dark Veil Axe Grip, um, the Blades of Chaos, like it's just absolutely insane. And these prices are, you know, like 250 bucks for these things. And oh yeah, it's, and, and the game, it's just like. I don't... How many people are buying these pre-order giant bundles? I just don't get it. Oh, the catch to this is this giant this this giant pre-order bundle, which is like so much money, doesn't even come with a physical copy of the game. It just comes with a digital code for download. I don't get it. I don't. I, I have to go thumbs down on these pre-order bundles because they're cool, but what are you going to do with all this shit? And who is buying all of these that they're just like, obviously somebody is. They keep pumping them out. Just like um, only let me with Leia alone or whatever. What was, there, what was that Reddit user's name? Solo. Oh, let me solo her? Let me solo her. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Only Leia alone. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I, I who was, are we talking I about? Kind of close. It's like, where did Leia anyway, come from? Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like let me solo her is uh, <laughs> spending that kind of money. Um, but yeah, like I don't care. Like, okay, fine. If you want to spend hundreds of dollars on that, like, who am I to judge? Because I'm gonna spend sixty dollars on a Power Ranger toy with my face on it. <laughs> You know, whatever it is, what it is. Um, but like, I, I was going to give this a thumb sideways because it's kind of like it's not for me. But you know, well, whatever. But like, I get that we're going towards you know a not not having physical copies of our entertainment, whether it be books or video games or DVDs or CDs or whatever. But if I'm paying that much money for a game, I want the physical copy in my hands. On release date, <laughs> along with Molnier. Thumbs down, Tabitha. The things that people will spend money on, and again, I'm not one to judge. I'll spend money on some dumb stuff. But to spend it on that and to still just get the digital download kind of feels like a slap in the face. So thumbs down. Yeah. Tabitha, let's talk about an interesting Starbucks cosplay. <sighs> Man. Okay, so basically all you need to know is that Samantha Christopher Reddy, who work is an, is an astronaut for the Eurospace Agency is super cool. Um, her second visit to the International Space Station, she did a video chat with her fans that were attending German science fiction convention called FedCon, which I want press passes to that, by the way, um, dressed as Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Um, in the past, she has been aboard a spaceship or the International Space uh, Station and cosplayed as Captain Janeway. And Dr. Stone, uh, Sandra Bullock's character from Gravity. Um, the interviews are all out there on YouTube to watch, and they're incredible. Like, she's cosplaying in space. 
Thumbs up. <laughs> She's too cool for words. <laughs> Matt. How do you get to that point where you are cosplaying in space? I, I <laughs> You know, goals, dreams, aspirations, I guess. Um, thumbs up. Yeah, this is Venti awesome. Thumbs up. <laughs> so uh this next story uh spoiler alert if you're not cut up on x-men um i am so far behind on x-men right now it doesn't even matter right um so marvel has announced the new lineup for the core x-men team uh including the winner of the fan vote for the final new member uh revealed in x-men hellfire gala number one fans chose former avenger and new warrior firestar to join the team uh she joins cyclops Jean gray and sink as well as other new core roster members iceman havoc forge and magic uh, the new team will make their debut in X-Men number 13, just in time for Avengers X-Men Eternals crossover, Axe Judgment Day. Um, that is not a new fragrance. Um, <laughs> so, you know. They uh, all smell like the end of the world anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at a con. Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm giving this a thumbs up. Um, I'm not familiar with uh, Firestar, but I love this idea of having some fans have a say in, you know, in in the future of a comic book, you know, whether it's this or whether it's, you know, like, hey, should we kill off Jason Todd or nah? Um, you know, it's just it's fun. And I like the involvement. So thumbs up. Tabitha. Yeah. The interactivity on this is super cool. So thumbs up. Matt. I have to agree. If there's if there's a if there's a better way to have fan involvement or um, interaction with a comic book. I, I don't know what it is um, other than giving them a say or giving us a say in who the members of a team are. Um, because as fans, you have an idea of their personalities and then to be able to help interject either like cohesive or conflicting personalities into a team essentially on purpose I think that's great. I, I love it. Go for it. Thumbs up. Uh, Matt, let's talk about Lena Hetty. Um, so Lena Hetty is... Uh, I don't know if she's having money trouble, but she is um, being sued by her former UK agency, Troika, um, over unpaid commission fees uh, relating to a number of projects. Uh, one of which includes Thor Love and Thunder, in which she does not appear. Um, apparently her role, her, like, her part was cut, uh, ended up on the cutting room floor. Um, but the agency is suing her for a a $1.5 million. Um, which sucks, like, getting sued for a movie that you're not even in anymore. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess... You know, you're an actress that big of a name. You probably got a million and a half laying around somewhere, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it sucks she's getting sued for not being in a movie, essentially. But that's not really her call. And if that's part of the contract, that's the way it goes. Um, so, thumbs sideways? Yeah. Uh, I'm torn because it's like, on the one hand, it's not lena hetty's fault that 
she didn't appear in the mm-hmm. movie. But at the same time, it's not the agency's fault that her role was cut. The agency did their job, so right. they should get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, sucks really for everybody all around. Uh, thumb sideways. Tabitha. Yeah, I agree with you. This is just like kind of feels like a catch-22. Like, it's not really her fault, but I get why they're suing her because they're not going to make their money. <laughs> like, it's... A, mm, I, yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, thumbs down for everybody <laughs> in the whole situation. It just sucks for everybody. Um, Matt, I'm glad that you posted this next story because I meant <laughs> to post it and I forgot about it and then you posted it and I got angry all over again. Um... <laughs> Let's talk about BMW. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, BMWs in general just make me mad, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the world we live in is apparently heading towards microtransactions for everything. Um, if you are a BMW owner, also some of your perks and um, cars features are now microtransactions, essentially. Um for $18 a month, um, you can have heated front seats, which comes out to $180 a year. You can buy three years for $300 or unlimited access for $415. Um, they have basically been doing this since 2020, but it's kind of just come to the forefront in the last little bit here. Um, it's part of their digital store. In UK, Germany, New Zealand, and South Africa, not quite an option in the US yet. Um, and when asked, they basically didn't give details on the rollout for the United States. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to buy a BMW, these are the features that I think you should probably already have in a vehicle of that caliber. Um, but yeah, like if you want the uh, extra things, you know. Uh, heating steering wheel, $12 a month. Um, you know, record footage from your car's cameras, $235 for unlimited use. It's just, this is just a huge thumbs down. Like, if you're going to buy the car, then you should buy the feature. They shouldn't be able to turn this feature on and off if you don't pay the microtransaction for the month. Yeah, exactly. Like, it should already be it, and and I get it. Like you know, when you buy you know a new car, you can add on these features. You yeah, know? you can add on. I I mean, I don't think that any cars these days still come with like a roller. I think it's all automatic <laughs> Crank windows. But like, but yeah, but like it was like a thing where it was like you know you you would pay more if you wanted automatic versus you know crank. Um, but yeah, so like I get that, and I get. Paying more, <laughs> you don't pay your fee. You can't roll your windows down. Right, exactly. <laughs> Is like, that where we're going? Yeah, like I'm at McDonald's because I need to order off of the dollar menu because I'm broke before payday, but I can't because I couldn't afford my monthly roll down fee <laughs> of twenty bucks. <laughs> I just want a McFlurry, but the ice cream machine's closed anyway. <laughs> anyway. Mitch is spiraling. Yeah. Hi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like I I get that to a certain extent, but y'all are getting greedy. And mm. this is coming from someone who only has heated seats in the summertime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, they don't turn on in the winter. That's weird. 
That's an electrical problem. I'm stupid. It's fine. <laughs> but this, uh, no, 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 no. This is awful. BMW, do not do this because once BMW gets away with it, then everybody gets away yep. with it. And this is where we're heading, and I'm not happy about it. But at the end of the day, like, I'm going to just drive my 2005 Pontiac vibe until, like, the wheels fall off. And even then, I'm going to, like, Fred Flintstone it. I really don't <laughs> want to buy a new car. Tabitha. Um, if I woke up tomorrow and Volkswagen was like, you're going to need to pay us for your heated seats, I would be like, you're going to have to wait till December because it is it is sunny. And I would like cooling seats. I would pay a lot of money for cooling seats right now. I have those in the wintertime. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, just, I have those in the wintertime, too. I just don't have them in the summertime and it upsets me. This is stupid. Thumbs down. Tabitha, you have our last story of the night, and I believe this is the story that you made a chart for. I did, and this is actually a fun little interactive game, so strap in, guys. Are you ready? (laughs) No. All right. (laughs) Mitch, pick a number between one and eight. Six. All right. Six. That's where we're going to start. Good good choice. So, every year, the Social Security Administration tracks and shares all of the names given to five or more infants born that year. The list also reflects names that were given to fewer than seven infants born in that year. And they have released... <laughs> so six. <laughs> correct. They have released the names for 2021. And because I am nothing if not thorough, I have created a chart with uh, categories for these names. There are eight categories. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we are starting with number six, because that is the one that Mitch has chosen, number six. Which is my nerdy category, which was a good pick. We are going to start with anime, Rocket, Hawkins, Thanos, Rambo, and Morpheus. There were at least six. There were six children named Morpheus last year. There were six children named Thanos last year. In in the United States, because that's a security. How many kids this year are going to be named Morbius? More. Uh, I don't know. Maybe eight. <laughs> I don't know how many people saw that movie? No, true. Maybe true, true, true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Matt, choose a number, any number. Uh, three. All right. This category is titled, That's Some Hamilton County Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> Pearly. Nation, Evergreen, Greenlee, Woodland, Colorado, Grit, and Renegade. Grit. Grit. And Renegade. Grit Isn't that a and vehicle? Renegade. It's a Jeep, yes. <laughs> a Jeep. Grit, Renegade. Renegade. <laughs> yep. All right, Mitch, you're up. So, just real quick, yeah, yeah, does, yeah. does Renegade have like an older brother named Rebel? Of course, yeah. obviously, or yeah. rifle, yeah, rifle, rifle. Yeah. Yeah. R-Y-F-L-E. That's his sister. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right, let's go. I mean, I am number one because two is not a winner, and three nobody remembers. Okay, Molly. <laughs> so you're going with number one. Yes, ma'am. This is called the. Calm down. You're not a Gwyneth Kardashian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have brilliance. Ibiza, Irish, Lancelot, and Patch. Patch. Like Patch Adams. 
Interesting. So Abiza? Abiza, like the place. Yeah. Like the location. Like like that um what's that guy's what's that guy's name? He did he did a song called I Took a Pill in Abiza. Must have missed that one, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um Ah, uh, what's his name? Anyway. But I feel like if that mother took the pill in Abiza, then that baby would not have been born. That should have happened. So Matt, number, number. We have two, four, five, seven, and eight. Let's go with eight. All right. This is called That's Not a Name. That's not a name. <laughs> Alchemy. Oh Coast. Epic. Epic. Time. Like T-I-M-E, not like the herb. <laughs> Wealth. Science. Clever. No, not. Tied. Pod. Sacred. <laughs> and swift. T-swift, notwithstanding, obviously. Clever. Is it bad that I feel like wealth um, gets like snap benefits? Probably, yeah. You know, like, and I'm not, and I'm not judging because, you know, we had that growing up. Yeah. But like, but yeah, like wealth, there's, there's some you ain't rich. <laughs> yeah. You ain't rich wealth. Nobody wealthy would name their child wealth. Right. Correct. Yeah. Mitch, give me a number. Okay. What are my options? Two, four, five, and seven. However, let's save seven to the end. So two, okay. four, five. Two, four, five. Uh, five is the only odd number left. So let's go five. Five, I called the, meh, I'm going to let it slide. There are not many. Um, the first one is Curie, like Marie Curie. Second one is Penny Lane, but one word. No. Next is Aggie. I don't hate this it. This is not, a that's a dog's for, name. It's a short for Agatha nickname, which I don't hate. It's not Texas. It, it's, it's true. Um, Fenway, which is, again, a dog's name. Uh, and the only one on this list that if I had an offspring that I would think about naming it, Starling. I like that. I think it's classy. Starling. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fenway is a dog's name. It's a dog's name. It's I don't a, hate that one. It's a baseball one. park. Yeah, I know. Just, right. I know. I it, don't hate that it's one. Dog. But it's also like... I kind of equate that to like people that have named, like people in Chicago that have named their daughters Clark Addison, which that's a little different because those are streets outside of Wrigley. Yeah. And you're not naming your kid Wrigley. There's a lot of dogs named Wrigley, though. But that's a dog's name. Yeah. Again, yeah. the yeah. park is a dog's name. Yeah. The streets might be your child's name. All right. All right. Uh, let's go to. All right. Uh, I titled this one Effing Hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have Rhapsody, <laughs> Tawny, <laughs> Highland, and Muse. Hmm. What was not, the very first one you they said? Were, they were not inspired. Rhapsody, like Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Like the LimeWire knockoff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Throwback. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, Tawny is not a terrible name. It's, it's an col- actual name. It's it is a, an actual. I think of Tawny Katane a, yeah. in my head. In my, it's also a color. Color in my head. It's, that's a color. It's a color. It's a color. Like Tawny. It's a it's like, like a, a tan. Tan. Like a, it's like, like a, a brown. Would yeah. Be a Tawny color. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So in my head, that's a hipster. That's someone who's very crunchy and lives in the woods. Crunchy. Yeah. 
All right, so... Did you say grungy or crunchy? Crunchy. crunchy. <laughs> They're yeah. very granola. They're very granola. All right, you guys did a really good job of saving my two favorite categories. <laughs> so I'm going to let you pick. Do you want to know my two least favorite names? Or do you want to know the final category? I, Let's go... I'm, I'm confused... You already said you were going to save seven for last, so let's just save seven for last. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you want to you want to do the last category before my last favorite least favorites? Because seven is my least favorite names. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's save. Okay. Let's, let's save hit. that for last because that's right. what you wanted to do. All right. So our fourth category, or yeah, our fourth category, whatever, is called. Excuse me, but why do you hate your baby? <laughs> Fairy. <laughs> Hyatt, like the hotel motel. Oh, Skyline. What Skyline? <laughs> Zero. Oh, wow! Talk about a confidence booster. Telly. Uh, Keeper. And then I hope so. As a third runner-up for my top. My least favorite names. We have early. Early? Early. Better mm. than late? Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. They, that baby's water broke early. Yeah. But let's go back to fairy. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, do we know if fairy is a boy or it a girl? It was on the male list. Okay. Yeah, they did have these, uh, like, listed by sex, but I, uh, I so, like, decided not to do that. So, like... Fairy could, and I apologize, Fairy could chase the most puss possible. Yeah. But would still get made fun of because of that name. Correct. Well, um, a friend of mine brought up the fact of early. I hope that that was also listed in the in the, in the mail. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> That poor girl decided to have sex with Early because she just assumed that, you know, that was his nickname or something. Yeah. But it turns out Early lasts a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. She's like, I've got somewhere to be. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I got plans. Um, so my, okay. So we have, we have my last two that I hate, right? And we've got one more after that that's a surprise. So my last two that I absolutely hate that make me cringe, make me uncomfy, uh, are Mama what? And, and Preacher. So I got curious oh. about these last two. Because I'm like, alright, less than seven could mean there was just one. And unfortunately, well, there but was... They only record five or more. Right. So it has to be six, six, or, or six or seven. Yeah. There were seven of both of these. There are seven Mamas? And seven Preachers. What about preacher's mama? Ew. I'm just saying when when <laughs> when preacher has a child, if that's a son, then that's gonna be the son of a preacher man. It is. <laughs> he was. Oh yes, he was. What, 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 let's hope mama only has boys. Oh, <laughs> Ew, a real mama's boy. Where was one on this list? They confused me. Okay. Just one. Just one. So. I thought maybe it was a mistype, so I, I did a little digging. Because it kind of looked like a word that I was going to be like, oh, that's not a name. But then I looked at it again. 
So let's take the word comfort, if we will, and replace the T with a Y. Pronounce that for me. Comfrey? Comfrey. There were seven children <laughs> named Comfrey in the United States in 2021. <laughs> I need someone to explain to me what the hell that means and who came up with it. I mean, did you Google what <laughs> Comfrey I, I, means? Mitch, I spent a lot of time in <laughs> I did not and, have time to Google things. And, and I applaud you for that. Like, <laughs> like, seriously, you should probably take a picture of that. And yeah. All right. So yeah, comfrey. I I googled comfrey and comfort comes up. Yeah. That checks out for me. Comfrey. This has made me uncomfrey. Same. <laughs> Same. So, if you had a child tomorrow, you woke up tomorrow and someone was like, "Here's a baby." Are any of these names on that list? And you had to name I take it back. You had to name your child one of the names on this list. Which one would you choose? I would say if it was a girl, Tawny. Because that is, like, of these, I feel like that's the only actual name. It's not a fantastic name. Like, if given the option of any name in the world, Tawny, it wouldn't hit that. But it's a real name. Okay. If it was a boy... I don't know. I I might go Finway. Okay. And then call him Finn. Okay. All right. All right. I'll allow a good nickname. I, I, I don't know that I have a solid reason other than the fact that they sound more like actual names than any of the rest that I can justify. Uh, but Curie and Lancelot. Nerd. I mean, yes. Because then you would just call him Lance. Yeah. Which I still hate, but I mean, at least Lancelot is actually a name. Yeah. I'm like Comfrey, which is still don't know what that means. <laughs> it's not even a thing. Mm-hmm. Or time. Did Comfrey almost end up in your Hamilton County category? Because it you feels know, like it should have. It it almost did, just because when I read it, I read it in a Hamilton County accent in my mm-hmm. head. Because it's like, you know, but. I didn't really know what to do with it. I didn't know where to put it because I couldn't figure out what the heck it meant. <laughs> and like most of these are just like words or words squished together or things that are just straight up not names or. Are you. Now, I, I don't feel like you visit Hamilton County very often, if ever. Nope. Um, but like, what if <laughs> the next time you go to Hamilton County, you find out like six friends all had kids at around the same time and decided to name them all come free um i will tell you that there are at least two names on this list that i know people that went to my high school their children are named that uh those are greenly nation and evergreen mm-hmm. and there is a rifle in my hometown too oh of course when uh my godson's yearbook comes out one of my favorite things is to go through it. Is to go through the names and see how many things people have na- added Lee to the end of, <laughs> or how many Ys they have put in place of literally any other vowel. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, if I had a baby tomorrow and it had to have a name off this list, I would go with Starling or Aggie. Like, those are just, <laughs> I don't know. I like the name Sterling 
hmm. for a boy. And so I feel like I could say, well, I'm going to name him Starling. And they just never call him Starling and be like, Sterling, your name's Sterling. Your birth certificate is wrong. Oh, Starling was a boy's name? Yeah. Oh, I assumed it was a girl's name. No, it was on the mail list. Oh, weird. Yeah. I mean, this is all weird. It's but. all weird. It's all weird. Yeah. <laughs> the cutoff for uh, boy and girl names was actually Fenway. Um, so Fenway Time, Thanos, Colorado, Zero, Starling, Lancelot, Wealth, Science, Rambo, Clever, Tide, Telly, Swift, Sacred, Highland, Grit, Renegade, Early, Preacher, Patch, Muse, Morpheus, and Keeper were all the male names. Alchemy, Coast, Louisiana, Pearly, Brilliance, Epic, Par- Fairy, Rhapsody, Hyatt, Nation, Ibiza, Anime, Comfrey, Curie, Irish, Rocket, Penny Lane, Aggie, Tawny, Evergreen, Hawkins, Skyline, Mama, Greenlee, and Woodland were all the females. I thought you said Fairy was a boy's name. Oh, it was. Okay, you'd listed it with the girls. Where was the cutoff then? You know, I copied and pasted these like That's 75 fair. times. That's fair. But still. Hi, it was also a boy's name, so I don't know what I did here. (laughs) Just assume they're all genderless. Neither did they, so that's okay. They named their kids Comfrey. That's what they did. So, fun fact about Hyatt. um, They (laughs) chose that name because they wanted everybody to think that the child was conceived in uh, in a Hyatt hotel. Fancy hotel. Yeah. It was a Best Western. Motel 6. Woo! (laughs) Leave the light on for you. Hashtag not sponsored. I'll tell you guys the story later. (laughs) Leave the light on and we'll be watching. (laughs) On that note, that is... (laughs) I don't know that you've ever made me that uncomfortable. So I guess, good job. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man, I got a little lightheaded there. (laughs) So that's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, We actually won't be back next week because we're going to be planning for C2E2 because, oh, hey, it really sprung up on us. Um, But uh, in the meantime, check us out on social media. Check us out. or I just said check us out on social media. You did. I did. You can check us out more than once on social media. Exactly, because we got a lot of social medias. Um, (laughs) Tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Any questions, comments, or concerns, then shoot us an email to geekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and say come free. Nope. Nope.